0: welcome in this is your live chat for this week's rider cup that's right all things Ryder cup 24 golfers converging on whistling straights there are fantasy implications there are betting implications and the next hour of time is yours anything you want to talk about uh ownership best bets props Let's do it. Let's do it. Whatever you want. Uh, I intentionally uh, waited to do this until Thursday to have as much information as possible. We've been seeing the pairings go out in practice rounds, all that good stuff. So uh, keep the questions coming. I see them loading up in the chat right now. I'll start those in just a second. Quick housekeeping item, because I have not discussed this at all this week, because we were trying to pull this together all week long, and we finally made it happen. There is going to be a jock market power hour this evening. Now, there will not be a jock market contest for the Ryder Cup, but what we are going to do is a little bit of a crossover. That's right, we are going to be talking with a special guest, a little Thursday night football, a little bit of Ryder Cup. It'll all be good fun. We wanted an opportunity to do that for you, and we're going to do it. It's at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time here on Thursday. Same place, Rick Rungood, YouTube channel. More on Jock Market in just a second. Let's start diving in to the questions. First question, why hasn't anyone discussed the strategy of order or pairings? I'm pretty sure that's all we've been discussing. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what that question means, but that is, to me, been one of the hottest topics of conversation, so I'm not sure about that. If there's a specific question or concern, uh, happy to get to that as well. Michael says, I think you don't worry about singles until Sunday. You need to know if you're ahead. Oh, this is in regards to another question. We're off to a roaring start here. Oh, boy. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. There's just an ongoing conversation in the chat. What is happening here? Okay, here we go. Philippe, what are your thoughts on Lowry as captain on DraftKings? Could be a good value if he starts Friday morning and plays four to five matches. Okay, so let me show you the cheat sheet here. This uh, also has, let me zoom it in. This also has uh, some ownership projections in here. I am showing Shane Lowry approximately 14% owned. That will be uh, obviously much, much lower in the captain's spot. Now, there's a couple of things. Uh, I I have not made any lineups yet because I am for sure waiting until we find out what those Friday morning uh, pairings are. Because in theory there are going to be 16 golfers that go out on Friday morning for foursomes. The Those 16 golfers are the only golfers uh, that are eligible uh, to play all five sessions, obviously, uh, because if someone did not play Friday morning, they can't play all five. Also, uh, in 20% of the matches, you can avoid certain opponents, right? So if you do want to have, uh, Shane Lowry and whoever his partner m- might end up being, let's say for the sake of, of, of this conversation, it's Rory McIlroy. Not sure that's going to be the case, but let's say it is, um, you know, if you have Rory and Shane Lowry versus, uh, and they're going up against John Rom or excuse me, they're going up against uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. Maybe you want to avoid that situation altogether because you can't win both of those, or at least can't put them in your lineup. So I think that the other thing is probably going to be this, um, the, the key to success, the the your captain should probably be Rom Thomas Rory Cantlay Spieth, um, maybe Victor Hovland. That's probably it. However, the one way to crack the slate to break the slate would be to find the cheap guy who plays four matches or five matches. That that probably won't happen. But if you can find the cheap guy who plays the four matches. And you captain them because again, it's 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 raw scoring. Someone who plays four matches and is cheaper could score more points than someone who plays four matches and is much more expensive. So, um, if we get indication that Lowry or literally anyone uh, that is much cheaper that might have a good path to playing four matches goes out Friday morning, then yes, you can captain them. Okay. I'm gonna. I might have to mute some people here. If you're having a show, I love the straight-on conversation in in the chat, but uh, it's making it a little bit difficult here. I would like to know how the matchups are made. When are they announced? Does one team pick first and then alternate? That is from Patrick. So, uh, good question, Patrick. So, from what I understand. <clears throat> And, uh, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure how this is going to work is tonight during the opening ceremonies. Uh, they're going to do the whole thing tonight. And then we are going to find out tomorrow morning's, uh, matches. Now this is not like the president's cup in the president's cup. Uh, yes. One team would say, okay, this is who's going out first. And then the other team would respond with their person. Does not work like that in the Ryder cup, in the Ryder cup, uh, each team blind submits, um, you know, their pairings and the order. So they so the US might say, okay, we're going Thomas and 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 speath first, then we're going Cantlay and Xander, and then the uh the uh European team might just submit, well, our we're going with Rory and Rom. They're going in the four spot and the five spot, and you get what you get. Now during the event. Uh, We will get the next pairings uh, basically right after the other session ends, right? So when Friday morning session ends, generally within a couple of minutes, we seem to know what the afternoon pairings and matchups are going to be. And then after Friday PM matchups, we'll get Saturday morning. That's how it'll work. Michael says, what's good, Ricky boy? Hello, Mikey. Good to see you. On a site like FanDuel, where captain doesn't come at a one and a half times salary, do you just chase the top golfer in each pairing? Ooh, interesting. Um, well, maybe you should just go with the cheaper guy in each pairing, right? I assume most people are going to figure that out because in especially on DraftKings, I'm not 100 percent sure how, how how FanDuel is going to do it. On DraftKings, you are getting the same number of points, uh, no matter. No matter what, as long as you're playing together with your with your partner. So, in a situation where uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, you know, they're separated by nine hundred dollars. The only difference, if those seemingly the only difference those two are going to have this week is the singles match. Uh, when they play in other sessions, they're very very likely to play together and likely to play all of them. So, I would say you might want to just consider um, to get. I I would say consider being the cheaper guy in each pairing. This is a good question. Zach says, is there a path to being unique in DraftKings this week? There's thousands of entries and 24 players. Seems like a duplication is a given. Um yeah, there's definitely a path to being unique. I think the path to being unique is via the Europeans. So there is okay so the europeans are what plus 220 in some places but because that's being bet up by a lot of americans uh they're they're probably like 40% to win this thing right real real odds they're probably like 40% there are going to be a vast majority of lineups that are uh, heavily weighted in, in favor of the Americans, whether it's four, five, six Americans on the same lineup. So I think the path to being unique is one uh, going with the European path. Uh, a secondary path to being unique would be captaining the more expensive player in a pair, kind of the opposite of what I just talked about, right? Most people are going to go with the cheaper option in the pair, and I also think that captaining uh, the the real the real way to being unique. Uh, would be captaining someone much cheaper, someone like a Tony Fee. Now, I think makes a really viable captain. Uh, someone like, depending on what we see, if we see, if we see Poulter and Rory McElroy on Friday morning, um, captaining Poulter would be a good a good way to be a little bit different. And then, of course, as with any week, leave a couple hundred bucks on the table. That's much more likely to make you unique only two ties 1969 and 1989 do you see any value in betting a tie at 12 at plus 1200 uh no i do not i just listen 12 to 1 there's only been two of them Who roots for a tie not me i'm leaning towards europe uh, plus 200 i don't see why they just why they won't just take this down um yes so i uh i've been on on record all week this week I, I have bet the Europeans to win this uh, at plus. I got it at 210 and then I backed it up again at 220. The, and don't, don't tweet at me. Patriotism steps aside when you walk up to uh, the window, right? And you have to place a bet. Um, to me, the conversation for uh, the Americans starts and ends with raw talent. Everything else kind of goes in the favor of the Europeans. I actually, um, I have a newsletter that I send out each and every week. It's called the Run Good Rundown. Here's a snippet of it. There's just this really interesting debate around what driving metrics are going to be important. If you use one like distance, the Americans are much better. If you use strokes gained off the tee, uh, the Europeans pick up a a spot. There's a case to be made that, uh, with these pairings. And so like, if you look at this, so what I did is I took the potential pairings and I started to find, um, you know, build the best player between these, between the two partners if we go Rory, if 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 we get Rory McIlroy and Ian Poulter, that would in theory be the best super player that we could get. John Rahm and Sergio Garcia would be the second best super player that we could get. The the sandwich one in between there would be Cantley and Shoffley. The uh, the European path to victory. Is is very much through its stars. Um, that's that's John Rahm and Rory McElroy probably each getting some combination of three and three and a half points. It's Victor Hovland playing well and then getting you know a little bit of help from everybody else. If if Rory and Rom struggle, there is no chance the Europeans win this. What I would also say, this Wayne, is if you are um, if you are going to bet the Europeans at plus two hundred you also might want to consider, consider finding a book that will allow you to do the winning margin and Europe uh, winning by one to three points. Because the, the idea is if Europe wins, they're not going to blow out the United States. It's going to be something close. And that would give you four to one on your money. So it gives you a little bit extra if it does happen to come in, which you know Europe winning by one to three is the most likely Europe winning outcome. So check that one out as well. Out of the five that you mentioned, who's your favorite captain in cash? Ooh, I am not a cash player, but I think that... I think that a, a, a Sergio Garcia would probably be a pretty good cash captain for a couple of reasons. I think he's going to play a lot. I think he's going to play a lot, a lot, like four or five matches, especially if he plays with John Rahm. He's cheaper, so you could still then get in a lot of the other big boys running it back on the American side as well. Uh, I don't mind a, a cheaper option there or, or Rory right? I mean, you look at Roy, Roy has never not played every single match, right? This is going to be his, let's see, sixth. Sorry, I forgot to share my screen here. This is going to be his sixth Ryder cup. He's played every single match in all of them. He has gotten at least 50% of the points in all three disciplines. That's four ball, four ball, and single, uh, four sums, four ball and singles, which means he's well-rounded. Um, he he's going to play five. He's going to play five. Captaining in someone that you know for sure is going to play five matches is incredibly valuable. A uh, question coming up a lot. Um, I'm I'm fairly sure we are going to get the pairings tonight during opening ceremonies. I can try to look up what time that is. Um, let me see. And I, I believe we're going to get those pairings tonight at the opening ceremonies. no, I will not be going live tonight. Good question. Favorite head to heads in the betting market. So there was a couple of these. Um, let me see if I can pull them up real quick because I don't want to quote incorrect lines here, but I did see a couple that I thought were at least kind of interesting. Sorry. And just that I am going live tonight for the jock market power hour, not for, um, not for the, not for the pairings. I'm just gonna see if I can try to find some of these uh, some of these matchups real quick because there was a couple that were so interesting to me. So Trevor said, "I'll I'll try to answer Trevor's question here and I'll come back to it." So Trevor says, "Would you would you say the best strategy for this event is to taking players on the same pairings, or is it is it the time of their initial start on Thursday more important?" So I think uh, more important is getting access to five matches uh which means and 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 it's their start on Friday not Thursday um that to me is most important also um if you're going to take the same pairings you are going to be much more volatile right so think about this if you go and you roster um so let's assume these guys we find out these guys are all playing Friday morning uh raw uh so let's say it's Ram and Sergio. No that's not that doesn't make sense. Let's do Rory and Poulter Um, Morikawa and DJ and Thomas and speed to me, they are all three likely paired together, um, which means if they all do well, you are going to fly up the leaderboards because you're going to get the same number of points for speed and for Thomas. Um, if you, however, if they go, Oh, and two to start your, your week's probably over, right? Because you are, you are essentially for the first time, uh, you know, first time opportunity in a long time in, in golf, we, we can actually correlate results with one another. And, and obviously partner is the strongest correlator of how, of how guys are going to, to score. So what I would tend to do, um, if you're going to do the same pairings thing, you should be you should be using the same pairings on the... You should be heavily invested in the same pairings on the U.S. side. Uh, generally speaking, they don't switch it up that often. Spieth and Thomas, Cantlay and Xander, and uh, Morikawa and DJ. The most likely guys that play together every single time they tee it up. On the European side, I don't think it's that strong. Um, even if Rom and Speeth go out and win together... Or uh, Ram and Sergio, sorry, uh, go out and win together. It is. Uh, it's not. It's. It would not be unheard of to see them play uh, with different people in a second session. They are. They're very data driven. They do a lot of stuff kind of behind the scenes. They don't keep the same the same partnerships as much as the Americans do. this is nuts. (laughs) I'm starting to really like golf DFS. So if I hear you correct, you will know early golfer and teams tonight. I bet there's a lot of dead dead money on weeks like these, uh, Robert. Uh, yes, correct. So I believe what we have tonight. So this is Wisconsin time, local time opening ceremonies are between four and five. I believe they end at five. And the way that I believe it's going to roll out is we're going to know the pairings and the order tonight. So you're going to go in and edit your lineups and you're going to just focus on the 16 golfers who go out on Friday morning and you're going to make sure that you create lineups in which they do not play against one another and while there are obviously paths to optimal lineups of golfers who play against each other and have their first match and then they go their separate ways never play against each other again and they both and they go nuts kind of individually sure but we're trying to maximize uh, the expected value in all of our lineups. This is very similar to the way that uh, the vast majority of people build incorrect and dead lineups for the match play event every single year. For three years, I've come on here and described exactly how to build lineups. I've created a lineup builder that does not let you build incorrect lineups, and still a third of the field is going to have dead lineups in the match play. You're going to see something like that here just because um, people are going to leave a lot of opportunity on the table. Bryson and the captain too risky. Um, it, it's I can't decide your risk aversion, right? Uh, he is one of the most volatile players in here. I'm actually pretty bullish on Bryson DeChambeau this week. I think that he plays well in uh birdie fest. I think he plays well in alternate shot kind of, as long as he doesn't, as long as he can keep it on the planet. Um, you know, using his t shots, using his putts. I mean, he's, he's he has two very extreme top end skill sets. Which is incredibly valuable in a situation like this. If he goes out Friday morning, oh boy! Um, I love Bryson DeChambeau. Real quick, Jock Market. Um, this, I've, sorry about that, Jock Market. I owe you a couple bucks back. Uh, let me change this logo in the top right. There we go. This video is sponsored uh, by Jock Market. There, are, there are partners over there. It, you know, it is something that um, if you haven't played yet. Playing stock market DFS is unlike anything else, right? You can buy shares of golfers or other athletes um, during the course of an event. You can short shares now. So even if you did not buy shares and you see an athlete that you think is going to come back down to earth, you can now short shares. Um, There is a a Thursday night cash market tonight for the NFL. Um, We are going to be live 7.15 PM uh, Eastern time on the Rick Rungood YouTube channel covering a little bit of Thursday night football slate with a special guest, and then also covering a little bit of the Ryder cup. There will not be a jock market for the Ryder cup, but there will be one next week for the Sanderson farms. And you can use code Rick, which is the best possible deposit bonus that you can get uh, for the jock market. David says Hovland has to be a good cheap captain and Euro to win at nine to four. Um, Yeah, I don't mind. Obviously, I've already bet the Europeans twice. Uh, Once at plus 210 and another at plus 220 when it moved. Hovland to me is kind of like Colin Morikow in this situation. They're an X factor, right? Those two guys. um, I believe that uh, if you simulated this a thousand times, Victor Hovland would probably play Many would would play more matches than Colin Morikawa does, but I think both of them are kind of a hot hand situation where. If they both get off to really good starts, I would not be surprised to see Morikawa play five times. And I definitely wouldn't be surprised to see Hovland play five times, especially because of the uh, the the nature of the European team, which is being incredibly top heavy. So yes, I'm very, very bullish on the on the Europeans. I'm very, very bullish on uh, Victor Hovland. I think it's a, a, a great situation to be kind of rocking and rolling on some of those guys. And especially because where are the vast majority of lineups being built, guys? Where are the vast majority of lineups being built? America. Where Who is spending? Spending money on um uh who on on US to win, Americans are when they build lineups, it will be heavily skewed. I'll try to pull this tomorrow. I will pull the number of lineups that skew dead even, three Europeans, three Americans, or heavily Europe or heavily America. And it's gonna be a huge number uh that are skewed towards the Americans. <clears throat> do you think USA players will be substantially higher in the captain spot than Euro guys? Yes. hundred percent. So I think that the, I do think that, um, so here are the most likely captains. I think I believe, um, Justin Thomas will be the most captained. I have met 42% ownership, obviously less than that when it comes to captaincy, but, uh, 42% owned in just the regular, the regular spot. Um, I believe he'll be heavily captains. I believe, uh, Xander Shoffley will be heavily captains because he is the cheaper version of, he is the cheaper partner of him and Patrick Cantlay, which means, hey, if you just want to get access to this team, you can save, uh, you know, the couple hundred bucks by going down and getting Xander Shoffley. I, I think there will be a little bit of people who are concerned about the Spieth end of the Thomas uh partnership. So I, I think that Thomas and Xander are probably the two likely candidates for uh, captaincy. And then I think the next two highest will be probably the two Europeans, uh, Rory and Rom, who are uh, just almost certainly going to play all five matches. Oh, the Mojo King says, highly recommend jock market fun and not hard to turn a profit. I love it. Hope all's well, Rick. Uh, in avoiding dead lineup, would it be risky to have one golfer in your lineup with a golfer not in the morning pairings? Hope all's well, Rick. In avoiding the dead lineup, would it be risky to have one golfer in your lineup with a golfer not in the morning pairings so <laughs> if you are um, if you're building optimally that's that's wrong again there are there the, the there are going to be a lot of situations in which the optimal lineup is not six guys who played on Friday morning but i think if you simulated this event 10,000 times, and you looked at the average draft Kings points earned from the players by time spot or by going out on Friday morning over time, those averages would be much, much higher. Opportunity is the name of the game. If you are giving up 20% of your opportunity because you have not rostered someone who's playing Friday morning, I believe you are doing it wrong. There may be someone, and there may be a lot of winning lineups this week that build incorrectly, but I think that's suboptimal. Um, so to me, it's very much about the 16 golfers that go out on, on Friday morning. Okay, this is a good question from Paul. How many times could we see straight Vibe in playing this week? That's Daniel Berger for those not paying attention. I think his pod sets him up to play quite a bit. Let's talk about the pairings. Um, I sent out my newsletter And I took a stab at the pairings here and I made it very clear that, um, also if you were subscribed to my newsletter, you would have gotten this last night, uh, which would have been nice. So you can subscribe to that. It's in, it's, uh, rickrungood.substack.com. And I think there's a link, a link in the description as well. So here are what I believe to be the pairings and I'm much more confident about the United States side of this than I am about the European side of this. Because again, the United States teams tend to play in pods, which is um, a group of four guys that kind of stick together all week long. They go out and practice rounds. And if they don't play with one guy, they kind of play with one other guy in their pod. The Europeans are much harder to figure out. Um, So using the practice round information and kind of what I think might be good and some rumblings and people that we have on site... uh, this is my best guess. I'm much less confident about the Europeans. Here's what I have. United States, um, Bryson DeChambeau and Scotty Scheffler, they have, uh, been out in practice rounds together, uh, constantly. They've been out with, uh, Thomas and, and, and Jordan Spieth and Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas are almost certainly going to play together every single, every single session. So that leaves us with Bryson and Scotty Scheffler, which I think is a pretty fair, uh, Pairing, you know, Bryson uh, Scotty's laid back; he can handle Bryson. All good there. Then we go with a couple of layups here, I believe, which is Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley. They played together. Um, what all four at the uh, Presidents Cup? Uh, likely to run that, run that back out again. And then Dustin jo- Johnson, Colin Morikawa. That was the other half of this pod. So that that right there was pretty easy to figure out because we have two absolute star-studded partnerships, and then the other twos in the pod seem to go together. That leaves us with the Final Four. Uh, I believe there's a, a Florida State connection here between Daniel Berger and Brooks Kepka. I'm not as confident about that. And then Harris English and Tony Finau. I think that you could be seeing those four kind of play with one another. But to, to, to Paul's question, the Daniel Berger thing is going to be really interesting because uh, Daniel Berger is very, very playable. Um, he's a great partner. He doesn't do anything. He does everything really good, not great at everything, but he's never going to have a situation where he has a flaw in his game. Harris English is the same way. So if you see Daniel Berger go out Friday morning, I think you are in a really good spot. I don't love that. He, that I have him paired with Brooks Kepka at the moment. Uh, Koepka to me is, huge high risk. I think he only, he probably only plays three matches. Remember he just had the wrist injury. Stricker's not going to get this guy hurt. He's made the comments who knows. I just think Brooks plays once a day and then in singles and he plays three times. And that leaves us with Harris English and Tony Finau. This is, um, I, I kind of like Finau is low key. I, 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 bet Tony Finau to be top American point scorer, uh, really parable. Not only in skill set, but in demeanor, uh, can get hot, which we saw in Paris. I, I, if Finau can get out Friday morning, get me three and a half points over the course of uh, the week. I think I've got like a thirty to one uh, top 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 point scorer there. Now the European side again, I'm much less confident in this. And this is based on uh, practice rounds and kind of skill sets and quotes and things like that. I believe uh, it's going to be John Rahm and Sergio Garcia. They're going to play the Spain angle. They've been practicing together all week. I believe we're going to get Rory McIlroy and uh, Ian Poulter. Where. You know, you get Poulter, the putter, you get McIlroy. They can feed off each other, all that good stuff. Casey and, and Westwood, a couple of Englishmen, go out, probably don't play all that much. I I have a bet on Paul Casey to be top European. I would hate it if he goes out with Lee Westwood. Hovland and Fitzpatrick, this one I'm not very confident in. Um, I think you're going to see Hovland bounce around. I think Hovland could play with Rom. I think Hovland could play with a lot of different guys. Uh, Hatton and Lowry, and then Fleetwood and Bernd Wiesberger. This is, again, they're going to mix it up. I don't. I don't feel a lot of confidence in the Europeans sticking with any one real partnership, unless they just go absolutely nuts and we see a, a Molinari Fleetwood type of situation. But that's kind of how I have it shaking out so far. Is there any hor- historical correlation between WGC Match Play and Ryder Cup results? I'm not sure I understand that question. Generally, because. Um, well, match play is is individual Ryder Cup is um not but I actually think maybe a better one would be Zurich and Ryder Cup. Wasn't there a Ryder Cup um I'm sorry, wasn't there a Zurich Classic DFS that where you picked either one of the partners and you got this or both partners were priced the same, right? That's how that's how they did it. I would be I would be Interested to look at that, but I, I doubt it. The format's just so unique. Maybe a little bit of President's Cup. I, I ran a little bit of the President's Cup numbers. And again, it's 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 literally so much about opportunity. I cannot even describe to you how much I feel that way. So roster Friday morning guys that don't play against one another. That's the idea. Would you agree that the likelihood of being unique is almost possible, impossible if you're leading, limiting yourself to only the 16 guys Friday morning? No. First of all, Jack, uh, in the words of Kevin Garnett, anything is possible, right? That's part one to answer your question. Um, part two is this locks Friday morning and we're going to get the pairings Thursday night. So we've had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and most of Thursday for people to enter lineups. What percentage of people do you think are going to go back and correctly adjust their lineups? I'll I'll tell you now, not many. Um, will some people have created lineups earlier in the week that happen to fall within the constraints of the 16 golfers on Friday morning who are not playing against each other? Absolutely. But it is going to be a small number. I'll run it tomorrow. When when, when this starts tomorrow, I'll run how many optimal lineups there are. And there's a chance that, um, there's obviously a chance that there's a good chance that a, a non-optimal lineup wins all the money, but I don't think you want to do that over and over and over again. Um, so no. And then the other hood. Uh, and then being unique is not is not only limited to who you're playing, uh, but how much you're spending. If you if you limit if if you leave forty if you spend forty nine thousand one hundred, uh, you're very very likely to be unique. Very very likely. What do you think about Sergio? Yes, yeah, so we can talk about a couple of individual players here. Um, I'm pretty bullish on Sergio. There's a couple of reasons why. If we go to let's go to the Holy Grail, and I, I apologize, I haven't been showing the tools as much just because there's so much different kind of stuff to talk about. But I do have I do have a lot of you know a lot of data on these Ryder Cup players, obviously. So if you go to um, uh, just the last, the so last 365 days, we look at strokes gained off the T it's Bryson, it's John Rahm, it's Sergio Garcia. If you look at what whistling straights wants you to do, it wants you to attack it off the tee. that's both with distance and it's both with strokes gained off the tee. obviously, uh, distance is encapsulated within strokes gained off the tee, but that's, that's what it wants. It is a course that rewards tee to green play. Um, and that is what Sergio does very, very well. So I, I certainly, and we can sort by, uh, T to green here as well. You can see some of the guys that I think are, are like, I like Patrick Cantlay. And if you look at the, I actually have this, the course key stats. tool. if you scroll down a little bit, there's kind of this adjusted course fit where you can kind of see how guys from each team would fit onto this course. And you can look at how many different rounds that you want to look at and all that good stuff. But, um, Sergio Garcia on theory in theory, is going to be a pretty uh, a pretty good fit for this. <laughs> would I rather, hold on, would I rather three-putt every green for an entire year be stuck or be stuck in an elevator with a very caffeinated Bryson for a long weekend? Well, let's think about this. Um, you know, I probably three-putt 5% of 5 to 10% of greens anyway. But now I have to do it every single time for a year. No, I can't. I play too much golf. That would drive me insane. It has to be it has to be um it has to be Bryson in an elevator. Maybe I'll learn something. I don't know. Maybe I'll go mad. I don't know. We'll find out. How much does it pay? Does it count towards the season? There is uh if you're talking about the Ryder Cup there there is, there is no payment here. They're this is they're they're playing for glory, right? They're playing for um, that's it. They're playing for they're playing for glory. No money doesn't count towards the season at all. Um, a couple other things. I think that there is a really interesting case to be made for um all of the different betting options. So hold on, I want to try to pull this up here. There are. Millions and millions of betting options over at Caesars, uh, which if you go to rickrungood.com slash um bets, you can get uh up to five thousand dollars in free bets. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding at all. So the the couple that I really kind of lean towards, uh, there is a day three singles winner bet that uh the United States is minus 143. I've I've bet that so it's, it's a little bit of a hedge on the money that I have invested on the European side, but there's a really strong case, depending on how these, um, these pairings come out on Sunday, that the Americans are going to be favored in up to 10 matches. Uh, at worst, maybe nine of them. Um, and I'll take those odds, minus 143. The thing you cannot bet hole-in-one specials. Don't touch them. Absolutely cannot bet them. Um, The other kind of ones that I think are interesting. So here's, please don't bet these. Don't bet the ones that say to get five full points. Has it ever happened? Has anyone ever gotten five full points? Maybe once or twice. Uh, Do not bet 28 to one that anybody is going to get five full points. Do not bet um, these hole-in-one specials, which are just absolute, um, uh, I was going to say something pretty, pretty, uh, foul language. They're bad, right? Okay. They're seven to one for the United States to make a hole in one on day one should be about 700 to one. That's a horrible line. There are a couple that are interesting. So I know these are going to come up a lot and I saw a couple of questions about them earlier. Top European. I, so I was trying to wait as long as possible, uh, because I think we are going to be faster than the sports books. Um, but I did bet Paul Casey at 10 to one. And now as I saw the, the, the pairings, the, the practice rounds come out. I don't love that as much. Uh, Sergio at 11 to one feels a a little bit better. The, uh, the American side is much more wide open. I think, because I think a lot more guys are going to get action. Finau at 11. That's nice. um, Burger at 16. I don't know if I'd bet that. And then Cantlay. I bet Cantlay and I bet Finau. 7.5 to 1 on Cantlay. 11 to 1 on Tony Finau. Brandon says, new subscriber. Welcome, Brandon. Could you tell us what you think the most important adjustment to make tonight when the matchups come out or what stands out to you? Yeah, so I think it's pretty... Here's exactly what I would do. i will make this very, very clear. I'm going to look at the 16 golfers who are going out Friday morning. And I am going to build lineups that are probably 4-2 to Europeans two Americans uh of the 16 golfers that go out on Friday morning in which n- none of them are playing against each other and I will be heavily correlated into partnerships especially American partnerships. So I might have a situation in which I bet uh, or I make lineups that are uh a a US captain be, uh, because I know they are go- so like a US captain like Patrick Cantlay that I know is likely to play five matches, uh, whoever lay's partner ends up being, Xander, and then four, four Europeans that don't uh that don't play those guys. That's one way to do it. The other way to do it would be um, so if we get so here's kind of a and I don't want to give away, I don't want to give away full lineups, but if we see a situation like this, Rory and Poulter going out Friday morning, uh, you'll likely see me Captain Poulter. Play Rory. Run it back with two American studs, whether that is Morikawa, DJ, Spieth, Thomas, Cantley, Xander, and then two more European guys uh, on the other side that aren't playing against each other. That that is that is probably the way that I would um, that I would play. If Berger and Fitzpatrick play tomorrow, who do you like more? Well, I actually think uh, based on. Salary, which they're separated by about a thousand dollars, right? So burger's a thousand dollars more expensive. Um, I really like burger, but there is something calling me about Matt Fitzpatrick. So if you notice when I ran the holy grail for strokes gained off the tee, Matt Fitzpatrick was probably the first name that popped up where you did a little bit of 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 head scratching here, right? Because number one is Bryson, everyone knows that. Then it goes Rom, Sergio, Hovland, McElroy, and Matt Fitzpatrick. That's right. Matt Fitzpatrick lasts 365 days better than Brooks Kepka better than Patrick Cantlay, better than Dustin Johnson, better than Scotty Scheffler, all those guys off the tee. And I don't think people realize that. Now, a lot of it comes from, uh, certainly from accuracy over distance, but look at some of his results. You know, T5 at Riviera, T11 at the concession, T10 at Bay Hill, T9 at Sawgrass. These are tough courses. These are not easy courses. They're not short courses in some cases. I I think that um, Fitzpatrick is a very, very sneaky option this week. I I worry he's not going to play enough. That's what I worry about. If, if, If I got kind of that squashed Friday morning, and there's a chance he plays Friday morning and then doesn't, you know, plays like one more time and then plays Sunday singles, that would stink. But if I got confirmation that Matt Fitzpatrick was playing Friday morning, I would be pretty stoked about it. I think Berger is, is better than Sergio. What is your opinion? Um, I, I don't think we can say that. I think that is, um, well, let's, let's look at this. So I I really like Berger, but when you talk about, uh, experience, which I think Ryder cup is critically important, this is going to be Sergio's 10th Ryder cup, right? He's played 41 matches. he's, He's gotten at least fifty percent of points in all three disciplines. He's gotten at least sixty-three percent in four ball and foursomes. Um, he's great from tee to green, which is what Whistling Straits is going to ask of you. I like Berger, but I I do not think, I do not think we can see we can say he's a better player in this situation than Sergio is. Designer Shanti says, "You are a human." Thank you, I appreciate that. Gavin says, do we see situations where pairings have a rematch Friday afternoon or Saturday? Do they typically switch it up? Who plays who? So when you say rematch, uh, I assume you're talking about uh, U.S. versus Europe. That's luck of the draw. The way that these pairings happen is each captain is going to submit, here's who I want to go out first, second, third, and fourth. And the other team is going to submit, here's who I want to go out first, second, third, and fourth. And if you happen to catch each other, You happen to catch each other. That's it. It's not like, oh, uh, Rory and Poulter beat Spieth and Thomas. Let's run it back tomorrow, guys. Like that's, it would be luck of the draw. Um, If you're referring to, do we see guys, uh, you know, whether win or lose stick together, playing together like Spieth and Thomas on the American side, historically, they've been much more glued together, uh, good or bad. Usually they would get another crack at it. If if Thomas and Spieth lose Friday morning, they probably get another chance Friday afternoon. If they lose that, they will likely be broken up. That's that is the way that I think this will this will shake out. Uh, the Europeans not so much. You you are going to see European pairings, uh, especially because we're going to change formats. Right, we're going to go alternate shot and then we're going to go uh, four ball, where you're going to see a European pair win. In the morning, for example, and they will be split up, or one of them will not play in the afternoon. You're going to see that much more likely because of format changes, of rest, of things like that. The Europeans do it typically in much more um, data-driven fashion. Um, running through the questions here, I think I'm at, I think I'm at the end. So feel free to pile in some questions. There were a couple of other things that I wanted to make sure I pointed out, and I want to see if I have them here. Let me see. I'm just going to scroll through a couple of items here. Okay. So, this course uh, fit tool on rickrungood.com, which I love. I did the last 24 rounds. Last 24 rounds, best fit for whistling straights is John Rom. No surprise there. Can't lay number two. Um, to me, you know, Can'tley's being uh, critically undervalued in some of these, uh, basically every single format, right? He's being overlooked as he always is. There's other Americans we want to talk about. Um, you could talk about the Euro guys, whatever. Bryson's third. Harris English is fourth. If we can get, and I actually was advocating for this weeks ago, but I don't think we're I I don't think we're going to get it with what I've seen from the pods. I was hoping to get a Bryson dechambeau Harris English partnership, and I I I do not believe um, we are going to get that at this point, which is a little bit, a little bit disappointing. The let's see what else we have here. Um, Poulter would be next with Rory. I love this. Give me, if there's a Rory Poulter Friday morning four ball partnership, I'm, I'm pretty in on that. I'm pretty in on that. I want to see that. And I want to bet guys like that. Also what we might get is, um, what I, what I assume is going to happen, what will definitely happen is once we get the pairings tonight, which Brady will be about, I'm guessing, 5 p.m. Wisconsin time, which I think is central. Um, the Once we get the pairings, we're going to get matchups, which are going to be just absolutely fascinating stuff. You could also do it like that. You could also build optimal lineup. So if you went and looked, okay, and you saw the four matches that are going to go out uh, Friday morning, and you saw... X team is -150 like that would be a good way to build lineups too, right? Try to find you could you could probably in theory get lineups that are 16 golfers going out Friday morning that don't play against one, one another that are favorites? That might be too much. That might be too much, but that would be a lot of fun. Are the greens favoring Americans a real thing or not? Um well, I mean, there's one way to find out. We can just look it up. So let's see. These are bent grass greens. They're a a different um, strain of bent grass, but I'm not going to dive into that. Let's just talk about bent grass here. Let's go to the Holy Grail. Let's go for, um, let's open this up to two years. I don't want to go for everybody's career because I have so much data in here. If someone has been significantly better, let's just go last two years and let's just look at um, bent grass greens and we'll do putters on Bencrest, right? Like, we can do this. Um, And we click off of this, and we sort by putting. Let's see. Well, guess, no surprise here. Number one, Ian Poulter. Harris English, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele are next. So that's four of the next five are Americans. Then you get Rom, Then you get Spieth, Finau, Bryson. So three Americans. So that's seven Americans in the top nine. Yeah. They they tend to favor the Americans. The other thing I want to do is this. Let's do all history, let's do strokes gain total, and let's do Pete Dye designs, right? Like, let's just go for it. Like, while we're here, let's just do Pete Dye, uh, who designed whistling straits, and I should have him in here. I do, of course, I do. Best players on Pete Dye designed courses. Cantlay, DeChambeau, Kepka, Casey. So three Americans. Then three Europeans: Casey, Rahm, McElroy. I was so bullish on Casey. Okay, so the one thing that, um, the one thing that I think would really give me hope is to see Paul Casey Friday morning with not Lee Westwood because I just don't think Lee Westwood's going to play that much. Although even if he goes out Friday morning, the Europeans change so often. I, I, I want to be in on Paul Casey. I want to be in on Paul Casey if we can get a Friday morning Paul Casey. I think it's time to go. Best time to join Rich Run Good monthly. <laughs> it's Rick Run Good. Although I should probably da- I should probably buy the the domain RichRunGood.com too or rickrunrich.com. com. Should probably buy that one too. Um, yeah, I mean, now would be a good time, right? Like you're gonna get this week, which there's a lot of very specific Ryder Cup data. Um there's literally all the history for Ryder Cups and President's Cups here on the cheat sheet. The cheat sheet's awesome. The course key stats is awesome. Like, yeah, you're going to get all of that. And then there's going to be uh, regular PGA Tour DFS tournaments for the next, like, eight weeks. So we're good. Rick, would you captain Polter and flex Roy to save some salary pending? They are partners. Yes. Are there any scenarios with a 3-3 three, a three, three lineup? Yeah, so I, there's, there's definitely a lot of scenarios for a 3-3 three, three lineup. Uh, if you... I think the scenarios are, let me think about this. I have no problem with like a lone wolf European just because I think they're going to play, um, different guys all the time. I wouldn't also not mind lone wolfing, um, like Finau, Burger English. Some of these guys that I think on the American side are super useful And I think as the week goes on, if they win and they're the hot hand, they're going to keep playing. I wouldn't mind. Okay. Here's a great example. Lone Wolfing, uh, Bryson and Poulter, right? Poulter, I think going to play. I think he's probably going to get with Rory, but we'll see, but I think he's going to play. And then Bryson to me, just huge X factor might play a lot, might play a little, might be the best, might be the worst. Like I would not mind Lone Wolfing those guys. Evening, Rick. Are we going? Groundhog week once more. Euros look like they're having fun while the U.S. looks serious once more, even though they're big favorites. You know where I'm going with this. I know where you're going with this because of how you spelled while, which would be whilst, whilst, whilst. Um, And you said good evening, which I believe only in Europe uh, would I say that this is actually evening. On the East Coast here in the States, it's probably four o'clock. But um, And you said favorites with a U. So, yeah, for sure. This is, you are definitely in Europe, my friend. Um, I've, I've bet, I've bet the Europeans. I've bet them. I believe they're going to win this. Okay. We can expect the pairings to come out at the earliest at like five o'clock Wisconsin time, 5 p.m. tonight, Wisconsin time. I don't know if they will come out then or if they will come out later, but that is the earliest you could get them. So, good luck. Does your strategy change if the top 8 US and top 8 European guys in DraftKings pricing are playing in the AM? That would be pretty rare I would imagine. Um no, because you can probably still play them all, right? What what you would still what you would then probably have to do, Connor, is maybe just captain Okay, so let's look at this. So even if you have the eighth cheapest or eighth most expensive uh, European, that would be one, two, three, four. No, well, he wouldn't play. It'd be Hatton, 6,200. No, you're fine. No, no, my my, my strategy doesn't change at all. I'm going down with the ship on this one. Since the Euros are going to get slapped, how many Euros do we need to play? Oh boy, Ryan. I'm not positive they're going to get slapped, my friend. I'm not positive about that. I think if you're... Here's the thing. If you're trying to win all the money, you got to play for probably four Europeans because the 40% of the time they win this, I'm telling you, I wish I knew it right now. We're going to see 70% of lineups that have four or more Americans in them. 70%. So you make a lineup that is... Four Europeans, and the 40% of the time that, that you win this, uh, or that they win, you're gonna be competing with 25% of the people. You're gonna eliminate 75% of the field. It's just even even if um they're just not big enough dogs to avoid the game theory here. If we were playing a worldwide game, if this wasn't the United if this wasn't US versus Europe, if it was I don't even know. Like it's just everyone making lineups is going to put, is going to put four or more Americans in here. They're going to do it. Would you say Ram is a must play or really be over owned because people don't realize this is a team scoring event? thoughts. Um, no, I mean, you can captain, you could captain Ram if you want. I think he's going to be 31% owned. That is kind of, um, that's regular. That's kind of, regular golfer, not, not captaincy projected ownership, but, uh, I don't think anyone's a must play, but he'd be a very, very viable captain option. He's, he's almost certainly going to play five times. Almost certainly. Right. Is length of whistling straights such that you are hesitant on any of the shorter hitters? Mick dagger. Let me, let's check this. So here's what we got. Um, Whistling Straits is uh par 71, 7355. That'll change each and every day. They can stretch it out to like 7900, they're not going to do that. But let's say 7355. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's just kind of look at some of these players in the Ryder Cup and how they do on um let's say par 71s that are I don't know how many I don't know how many of these I have that are 7300 yards and longer. How many do I have? Oh, I got a decent number. Okay. I there's I've got a decent number here. So, here are the best players on par 71s, 7300 yards or longer. Rory Dustin, Rom, Hovland. no surprise there. JT Xander, I mean Bryson, Can'tley, Fina, yeah, they're long hitters. <laughs> right? are are really they are long hitters, aren't they? I mean Kepka's been one of the worst players uh, he would be longer off the tee. Berger hasn't been all that good. Poulter struggles, Lowry struggles, Viesberger struggles. Yeah, I do worry about it. I do. I do. Even if we look at the course key model, the course key stats here, look how important strokes gained off the T is. Um, number two, meaning there's only one other course where it's more correlated to success. Distance is number three. Accuracy is 60 second. So, Yeah, long baby. Let's go. I bet on ROM to be top event point scorer at plus 750. Is that a sucker bet? I've never watched a Ryder Cup before. It's not my favorite bet, but you're going to get a guy who plays five times and he's the number one player in the world at seven to one, seven and a half to one. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's, it's probably unlikely that it's John ROM, but I don't, I don't mind it. If I was going to bet, um, Top European. I, I already told you. I bet Paul Casey. I don't love that as much anymore. But Rom's gonna play. Rory's gonna play. I have no problem with it. Will DJ play five times in your opinion? No, I think he'll play f- four. They'll give him a rest. I think. And 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 maybe it depends on if he wins, right? If if uh, assume, let's assume it's him and Morikawa. If more him and Morikawa go out Friday morning and win, do they play Friday afternoon? Probably. If they win that. Maybe they just play every single session. Um, I think in I think in if you made me bet right now, um DJ, uh excuse me, JT, Speeth, Xander, and Cantley will play five. Once you get past that, there's there's like not enough matches for everybody to play five. I think DJ probably plays four. I think Murakawa probably plays three, maybe four. Um you're gonna get some guys who just play. Once or twice, obviously everybody's going to play Sunday singles, but you might get a situation in which, um, English plays once. And then the singles that's, that's possible. Um, we'll see. Is there a more ridiculous list of winners than the Sanderson farms tourney? Yeah, it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of money to be made. Um, Hearing that it's Sergio and Rom in the morning, by the way, Rick, that's my guess. So I don't know who you're hearing that from, but I'm hoping it is a good source and that uh, we are all correct on that one. That is my understanding is also that it is Rom and Sergio. Again, if you're just tuning in, here are my guesses. Um, I'll run through these very quickly. And these are going to obviously change throughout the week. But I think in general, Bryce and Scotty. Thomas Spieth, Kent Lysander, DJ Morikawa, Berger Brooks, English Finao for the Europeans, Rahm and Sergio, Rory and Poulter, Casey and Westwood, Hovland and Fitzpatrick, Hatton and Lowry, Fleetwood and Wiesberger Uh, I do not feel as comfortable about the European side as I do the American side since the U S is going to get slapped. Who's the European captain? Um, I'm hoping to make it Poulter. I'm hoping to make it Poulter tomorrow or tonight when I find out that he goes out with Rory in the morning. That, that's my fingers crossed, or for you, overseas or somewhere else. That's my holding thumbs moment that we see Rory McElroy and Ian Poulter in four sums tomorrow morning. And then you have Captain Poulter, you play Rory, you run it back with a couple of stud Americans, you find two more Euros, Euros, and you go baby. And you win all the money. How about Fleetwood to get zero points? Yeah, man, dude, Fleetwood. So I, he could definitely prove me wrong here, but I could not be less optimistic about Tommy Fleetwood. Not only has he been playing poorly coming in, not only does he set up pretty poorly for whistling straights, not only does he not really have that good partnership anymore, right? We, he, we lost literally look at this. So, so the way that I think this is shaking out. So this is the course key fit using everyone's last 24 rounds. The worst two in the field are Fleetwood and Wiesberger, And I actually think they might play together. Um, I am horribly pessimistic about what Tommy lad might do. I hope I'm wrong. I love the guy. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm very, very pessimistic. Who is your favorite golfer? I don't think I have one. Um, it's weird, right? You're so you're so exposed to to more people. Uh, you know, you, you talk to some of these guys; they're all great guys. I don't have anything bad to say. I root for a lot of them for different reasons. If you made me narrow the list, I really love what Rory has become. I love uh, Morikawa. Um, I don't know. There's so many guys. There's so many guys. There's so many guys. Mark Immelman has uh Harris English as top wild card. How dependent is that on how many times he will play? How likely is it for the losing team to still have the top wild card? Well, um. Ooh, that's a good question coming up. So I I'm not gonna speak for Mark. I I highly I don't think that he considered the start time in that wager. So I'm going to say, I'm going to speak for Mark and say, uh, um, I don't think it's dependent on that at all. I think he just likes Harris English in this situation. How likely is it for the losing team to still have the top wild card? Um, well, there's really only, there's nine wild cards, right? So there's six on the American side and three on the European side. So you could see a situation in which Europe wins and the top uh, wild card comes from the American side. So yeah, it's not, it's not impossible. This is actually a really interesting question. Given we do not know the matchups beforehand and having golfers who face each other in future matches is suboptimal. What are your thoughts on having an all Europe or all U S DraftKings Kings lineup? <sighs> I think I kind of love it. <laughs> I think I kind of, I mean, it's a really good point. You're never, you're never going to run into a situation. I I do wonder what the math would be for an onslaught like that, where you would need, would you need a huge win? Would you need like a 1711 win? Um, I would, I, I, it's, it's fascinating. It really is fascinating. I think I like it. Will great question. Great question to end on as well. So here's what I got going on. Um, There is a crossover episode of the Jock Market Power Hour tonight at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. That is right here on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. We're going to talk a little bit of Ryder Cup. We're going to talk a little bit about Thursday Night Football. We have a special guest. Do not miss out on that. It's going to be a blast. Otherwise, enjoy the week, pet your dogs, and good luck.